When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. is going on bar down breakdown episode 241 presented by the hockey podcast network and tonight we are hanging with almost all of the homies from waiver right i think we're missing missing one, one. yeah <laughs> all right yeah. Missing, almost missing our boys everyone we're missing one. also in keep flying kind of and a few other projects so busy man but either way super pumped to be hanging with waiver tonight so I guess let's just get started, boys. How we doing? Doing great. Yeah, doing, doing good. Doing great. It, it's kind of tough to have to sit across from a bunch of Ranger fans right now, but <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. You know, we'll it, do it. Fans, Islander fan. So okay, okay. There we go. You're my homie now because yeah. w- once the Rangers start doing well, Ranger fans come out of the work and want to come on the podcast all the time <laughs> that's so. the best part New York. <laughs> yeah yeah bro this is, this is passed down from family so yeah <laughs> He's as it is but either way I, I know you guys uh just had a pretty thick show at the vfw that i would love to kick off with it looked like it was a packed house and just a bunch of homies out at the show so fill us in on this past weekend yeah, so uh, we had a show with Secret Gardens. They were uh, playing uh, one of their records in uh, full, like completely full. The, they had a show planned, I think, two years ago to do that, and it uh, got canceled because of a snowstorm <laughs> or something something along those lines. And uh, they asked us to hop on. And, uh, yeah, like you said, we had uh, like all the homies there. It was, it was a really fun time. Hell, yeah. Th- that's one of those spots that's like, you know, doing great things on long island that oh yeah 
wasn't a spot when I was living on Long Island. So it, it's cool to, to hear that there's another option when, you know, it's kind of seems like there's at times slim pickings on Long Island. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The VFW is like a really cool place too. Cause you know, like there's no stage, like everyone's just on the floor. It's real close and personal. And like, everyone's just like right in your face and like, they could just like, be all like together with you and like you said like just like at a time where there is like slim pickings on the island like it lets everyone just like come together and like be right with you it kind of feels like there's less pressure at the vfw because it's like you just walk in it's very chill and uh you get to mix your own sound so (laughs) okay so that i guess that's a true true if if you're yeah if you're able to do it and you, you're capable, then yeah, having full control, of being able to mix your own sound and do all that—that's definitely a perk. Yeah, it's definitely home over there. Like it just—it it definitely is becoming like one of those spots on Long Island. I mean, like you said, it is. There's not. There's. There are only a few, but like I would say, that's that's definitely like home base. And like now that AMH is yeah. going to be under renovation for a little bit, I would say that's going to be like Long Island's main spot. Yeah. For lo- for the for the local shows and stuff like that, yeah. Sweet. So I guess let, let's get into uh, a little origination story for you guys. Uh, how, how did Waver come to be about? Is is it some other projects that kind of morphed into this, or high school homies? I guess tell us your story. Well, I mean, it started out. I mean, me and Nick are brothers, so we've been. Uh, together since the wound since birth <laughs> yeah, since birth. Yeah. but um i mean nick was in other bands dan and stin and uh dave were all in other bands um waiver is my like first real band but um just started as like <laughs> friends coming together and uh playing um our previous guitar player and bass player Devin and dylan i met them at sam ash and we just like i bugged them to jam we started writing songs and over the years like we've just kind of uh started doing it just playing shows you know okay okay yeah. and whereabouts on the island are you guys uh holding it down we're actually <coughs> as pequo so yeah w me, uh, yeah uh, me me and joe are from uh <coughs> page um, we were talking with the dudes in Things Left Unsaid about some of the outdoor roller hockey rinks that are all over Long Island. And uh, one of the spots that I truly used to love was Venetian Shores, which was like Amityville, maybe Massapequa border area. And it was right on the water and it was sick. But I don't think that exists anymore. I, I've never uh, played at, like, Venetian Shores. I used to play a little roller at, like, uh, Marjorie Post or, like, me and my friends. Cause I went to school at Adelphi. We used to play over uh, at a park near, like, Franklin Square um, mm-hmm. and, like, Garden City area. So, like, there were a couple of parks over there that we used to, like, um, like squat up at and, like, play, like, games of post. Um, but, um, no, I don't think I've ever played, like, uh, what you could say it was called? Venetian Square? Venetian Shores. Oh, Venetian Shores. Yeah. yeah no, it was at I, one I of the parks I, right there. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever played there. But it, we might crazy. have to get like, some uh, we might have to get some rollerblades and, and start a start a team. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm down. I still have like I remember mission skates were like my like my big thing. Like you had to have a pair of missions like growing up. Like those were like the 
a big thing. But, um, yeah. No, me and my boys always used to, like, play roller hockey growing up. And, um, yeah, it, it was it was mad fun. That was, that was like, I think. Nick used I to play ice hockey. Yeah. I, I was terrible on ice. With, I, I recently bought, like, a pair. I went to pure hockey, like, the, uh, like a couple of years ago and, like, bought a pair of ice skates. So I was like, yo, I'm going to start playing ice. I never even, like, put them on <laughs> since. I just wasted my money on ice skates. Yeah, I, started, I bought like I Bauer, played. like Vapor Twos. I spent mad money because the guy oh, me up because I was working at Guitar Center, and like I just haven't worn them since. It's a shame. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hockey gear is not cheap, especially if you're no. like trying to get back into it, or you just like, oh, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Like, <laughs> you either have to be all in or not because yeah. you're going to be dropping a, a, you know, at least fifteen hundred to two thousand <laughs> to, yeah. to get the whole setup so that's yeah sucks. i was like i was like eight when i started playing hockey uh my my stepdad huge rangers fan and like he played in like an adult league for like a long time called moose hockey shout out moose <laughs> hockey <laughs> and uh what's it called uh yeah so from i played like you know like uh freeport arrows like i don't know they're like it was it was uh they had like a couple travel teams they had a cool rink in freeport I played growing up on. I played like middle school hockey for a little bit, and then what what got me out of hockey was basically starting music, which is funny. Funnily enough, that's why we made the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much spot on with like ninety percent of the people that we talk to. Is that right. like they were all in like playing hockey, travel hockey, and everything, and then they turned like fifteen or sixteen and fell in love with music, and they were just like. Yeah, probably not going to be like a college or professional hockey player, so might as well pursue yeah, this bro. music thing. But then late 20s, they fall back in love with hockey, and they're like, <laughs> oh, we can do both. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to find the one guest that did the opposite. Like, he was, like, in a budding band. Like, I'm never going to get famous <laughs> as a musician. And then for some reason, he Start just made hockey. it to the fucking show. Like, yeah. he's, like, <laughs> in the NHL. He's no, in no, the NHL. Gotta, like, you got to find the <laughs> NHL player who, like, gave up on his music career and his local band. <laughs> yeah, he just gave up his, his music career, and then now he's in the NHL playing, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. for the fucking Calgary Flames or some bullshit. Yeah, man. Working There's at a talking. few that came sell a lot of cars to Islanders players, so I'm sure they... That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, Jordan Eberle was like a, you know, I I know he's more into, like, country music, but he's a pretty sick guitarist, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Lundquist as well. Lundquist is in some bands and things like that. Oh, Um, really? I gotta check that out. That's crazy. Yeah, Lundquist is. Um, There's a few. That's why he's not playing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his band took off <laughs> does he does he front the band or what does he play he plays guitar and he might sing like i i'm pretty sure he might front the band that's awesome yeah is this just me or like i feel like a goalie should be like a drummer that's like <laughs> the vibe i get that's yeah. the vibe well, I get. no he He's, he's laying back in the net. He wants to get out front. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. too tired of supporting everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So you kind of mentioned that you were born into the 
the the fandom that you have. Um, so I guess we can kind of go around the horn a little bit. So Nick, you're obviously a Ranger fan, sporting your your royal blue jersey right there. So you were saying your your stepdad got you into hockey or also into the Rangers too? Both. Yeah, like Both. I was. Okay. There was no hockey in my life because uh, it's funny. Funnily enough, like my dad straight music like he was a guitar player so like me and joe were listening to like sabbath and maiden and van halen and kiss and all that stuff and then uh my stepdad like introduced the sports and uh hockey was his main thing and we would wake up at like five in the morning and do all that stuff really early like a little ass kid he was actually also my coach for like my first like it was either my first or second year so that was that was a really cool like uh experience and introduction to it that's sick yeah and he he recently just kind of stopped playing like he was playing for a long time like up until he's like he's like 60 now so like midway through his 50s he was rocking it if yarder can do it anybody can do it yeah (laughs) oh yeah and that yeah Yeah. dude yeah dude so i used to have have a a leech poster in my in my room as an eight-year-old I remember that post. (laughs) (laughs) So then I get, I was going to say, you know, maybe you might've been too young for the 94 cup run, but if you have a Brian Leach poster in your room, like maybe you were around for that or were you still just a little too young? I was born in 2000. Oh, okay. uh, (laughs) So, but funny story about that. My stepdad's, uh, youngest daughter was born that day, and he was at the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ticket is framed up in the up in the house upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So that was like you know he set me up. I had like my bed, um, my my mattress. No, my um, what's it called? My comforter was like a Rangers logo. I had a Rangers rug, the Brian Leach poster, and then all my own hockey shit. But uh. Yeah, that was that was cool. I had I had a even even my walls were like blue. It was nuts. <laughs> now I consider myself a diehard New York Islander fan, but I don't think I could pull off what your stepdad did. Like I really don't know how he was able to get away with going to the the game not being there. But that's like something yeah. from a movie. I right? mean, the kids the kids gonna be there when you get home. <laughs> the kid's gonna be there. That's the kid, kid's the not going to yeah. be there. The wife is one also shot gonna be there when you get back too. She's gonna be pissed. That's the quote of every deadbeat dad who ever went to get milk and never came back. The kid'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bozo dad, dude. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> and then dad, same thing. Kind of just born into the the ranger so, fandom. My family is like not hockey watchers at all. It was like there. My dad's like all music and like a lot of sports, but like he's like baseball, football. So like I played travel baseball like my whole life. Um, but like it was my friends that like really got me into hockey because like growing up they were all like deck hockey and like roller hockey. So um, like I just like grew up like playing with them like driveway hockey like after school every day and like. Because I wanted to like just like shoot around the driveway after school, and then that came, like turned into like going to Marty Post after school, and like it was just every day, just like constantly like 
playing and playing and playing and then like bugging my mom like when I was like 12 years old like I need mission skates like I mentioned before like <laughs> so like I like I'm not cool unless I have these skates so like um yeah like and then like it like my two like two of my best friends one was an Islanders fan and one was um a Rangers fan and my boy was like nah like you're gonna be a Rangers fan and then he set me up he was like yo like you got to know, like, the Potvin chant and, like, all this. <laughs> so, like, even to this day, like, in my group chat, like, I'll, like, text my friend. I'll be like, yo, fuck Potvin. I don't even know what it means. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> but, like, I just love pissing my friend off. So I'm just like, yo, fuck that guy. And, like, like it's just funny. So, like, yeah, I just, like, um, I'll, like, play, I'll still play with my, fr- like, hockey with my friends a little bit to this day. And, like, when they come back from, like, uh, like Kilo's in Virginia now. And, like, we'll shoot around. And, like, um, I'll follow it a little bit, like, loosely. And, like, we'll just have a good time. Yeah. So, Dan, now, quick question, though. What 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 football and baseball team does your dad follow? This is a disgrace, by the way. Oh. Before, we, before we get into this. <laughs> oh, so I, it's I, not I, it? Oh. I just want to say I, this is a Now I need to know. This is going to be – this is good. <laughs> so, um – Okay, so baseball's not that bad. I'm a Mets fan, um, so it's a little heartbreaking. Um, it's going to be rough. Um, football, I have been, like, a diehard, diehard Dolphins fan since, Disgusting. like, I was born. Um, that's actually why I'm named Dan. My dad named me Dan after Dan Marino. After Dan Marino? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you go – I'm just letting you know that you go against every New York stereotype ever because if you're a Rangers fan, typically you're a Yankees and a Giants fan. And then if you're an Islander fan, typically you're Mets-Jets. Or is yeah. it the other way around, Mike? Yeah, no, remember. no, that makes that. No, makes you're sense, right. No, yeah. We're, we're Rangers, Yankees, Jets, man. Yep. So. Yeah. So I got, you're a, just, I got my, my collection of, of Jets helmets up here. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, <laughs> the, the Jets are literally. He called me disgusting because I'm a Dolphins fan, but yeah, he's a Jets fan. Like, All right, yeah, I grew you up have, in Miami. I grew up a Dolphins fan. Oh, let's you go. Won a <laughs> yeah, single, have, not one. No, dude, hold up, the, hold up. I'm flexing all the Dolphins jerseys right now. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many playoff games in the last 23 years? Okay, we made the playoffs. Where were you with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Dude, this, this can go on for right. a long time. At, in the last 23 years, we've had two championship appearances, more playoff appearances than you can have. How are you guys in a band together if you're a Dolphins fan and a Jets fan? Like, those are like the worst. That's like the worst yeah, rivalry. I throw in we go to yeah, games every practice. year. We go to a game we, every year and we fight with each other. One, no, we went to <laughs> three Jets Dolphins games, and after. This last one, I will never go with Dan to another Jets Dolphins game. <laughs> yeah, it's in New Jersey. They're not even in New York. That's also true. That's all. Now, just Dan, to give you a little backstory about that Podfin suck chant. Um, yeah. Last season, Dennis Podfin launched a sock line, like dress dress socks, and it's called Podfin Socks. Because like when you when you like <laughs> when you're in the in the stands, it kind of sounds like pot thin socks. But like yeah. he he totally twisted it, and it all the proceeds go to charity and everything. But there's a lot of people that are rocking pot thin socks in the UBS arena these days. That's, Bro, that's, oh, yeah. that's actually sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that's is a good. Sick. That's a good way to flip it around too. Amen. And then 
Austin down there. You, you said you're you're our Islander fan in the band. Yeah, I sure am. I guess I'm from the same spot that Nick and Joey are. My dad was the one that got me into it. Uh, he's also a Dolphins fan, so that's fun side. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, my dad. Um, I'm one out of four boys, so my three younger brothers were kind of more into hockey than I am. Uh, two of them still play professionally. One plays for Fayetteville Marksman, and the other one plays for Charlotte Rush. Um, but that's that's kind of my history with hockey and stuff. I still follow the Islanders and everything, but I haven't played in a very long time. Dude, that's funny because I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there are people who uh, come to some of the like Islanders meetups that we have here that live in like the Winston-Salem area of North Carolina, and they've had like kind of off-season kind of pop-up events at – Fayetteville Marksman games. So I know exactly the team. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's my brother, Tyler, that plays for that team. They're big into it more than I ever was, but that's their thing. Sweet. Yeah. To, to make it even to that level of hockey is just super impressive. I'm assuming that they, they played collegiate hockey somewhere. Uh, yeah. So both of them, uh, my brother Tyler played in Wilkes bar college. Um, and my brother Spencer is the one who plays for rush. He's still in between college and doing what he's doing after that. So very cool. Very cool. Love it. So, um, and then obviously Joey, your story is going to be pretty similar to Nick's. Yeah. I mean, my introduction to hockey was getting my ass woken up at 5 a.m. to bring him to the hockey game and then sleeping on the couch at the Freeport rink. Uh, <laughs> Gross. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's real. You know. That's real shit. Yep. And um, I mean, I was never super diehard about it, but it's always on in the house. And like all of our uh, our aunts are like crazy ranger fans and uh when we have games on at the house it's just a it's a fun time you know yo by the end of the podcast if we remember i have a picture of me from like the freeport team it's upstairs i can grab it real quick but <laughs> oh, might yeah. not be necessary <laughs> no no we're gonna use, get, we're gonna use that as a promo picture. for you guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great but i mean we you know, went to um a bunch of ranger games as kids i mean our dad brought us to the garden more times than i can count and uh it was just a great it's a, such a fun time like watching it in the arena is so much better than on tv oh yeah it's the yeah, best lot absolutely best live sport best live sport oh yeah absolutely and and the garden being so historic and also the convenience right like yeah the ticket prices oh, yeah. are super expensive but Literally, you jump on a train in any town on Long Island. It takes you, like, literally jumps right you off right there. Right there. Like, you can't get any better than that. It's yeah. it's definitely a perk that I didn't really know existed until, you know, UBS Arena came around and I was able to take a train to the game. And I was like, this is what Ranger fans get to do. This is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Idle luxury. Right. Yeah, driving yeah. to the Coliseum all those years, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I was... uh in deer park, which is more of like the Island. And it's not too bad to get to the Coliseum from there. But if you think about people that lived out, you know, patch hog or even further, that's, yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So the train has definitely made it a little bit convenient, but at the same time, 
eastern Long Island is still kind of isolated. You would think, like, as they were building this new arena, they would try to come a little bit further out onto the island and really nah. get more people. Yeah. But. And the parking at UBS is atrocious. I mean, I've, seen, is, a couple, I've yeah. seen a couple of shows. I saw Iron Maiden there, uh, like, October of 22. And, like, you gotta you park, like, a year and a half away, and then you take a shuttle over. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like Disney. Yeah. yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. Like, literally, you would have to walk the length of, like, a racetrack to get from the parking <laughs> to the arena. Yes. And I'm not no horse or anything. I ain't trying to <laughs> gallop, gallop, all, gallop the all the way there. <laughs> yeah. Chill out there, Seabiscuit. I'm not walking. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But you also mentioned uh, just like playing street hockey. And that's one thing that maybe since I'm in North Carolina, I, I don't like maybe I'm not as connected as like I was growing up. But I remember driving around just, you know, going to friends' houses or whatever. And on any given day, you would drive past at least two or three groups of kids playing pickup hockey. Yeah. You don't see that shit. Uh, ever. Yo, you don't see it at all anymore. Bro. Ever. Yeah. Like, I, I, I haven't seen a net in a, on the street in like a long time. And like we had that. Like I have uh, yeah. neighbors that uh, like they're Islanders fans, uh, super into hockey. And like they would like it was almost a thing like just come to the door with the blades and the sticks and like you want to play type thing. You don't see that anymore. Even even uh, what's it called? Knee hockey, bro. Knee hockey yeah. is huge. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> just for fun. But like, I know that's like not yeah. that's a joke. But like, it's like even that, bro. Like that used to be the shit. Just hanging. No, out. kids don't. Yeah. Kids don't play anymore. It's all. Yeah, it's like all even like iPad. being like. I mean, well, yeah. Going back to what Nick said, like knee hockey. Like I remember my friend had the craziest basement setup. Like it was taped. He had like yeah. mini nets. We would go in. It was like that, and like knee basketball too. It was with the mini net was insane. But no, like you know, like even like um like you don't even see kids on their bikes anymore. I know we're in like January right now, but like um yeah, like kids just like um I don't know. It, it's weird because like I I see it like differently too because like I'm like a, a, a teacher, but like um like you just like don't see like the kids like outside anymore. I mean, I so me and Nick's nephew up in Buffalo, I think he's like seven years old, uh, little Joe. He's a huge uh, Buffalo Sabres fan. And oh, yeah. uh, and uh, in, the ba- in, in the basement of his house, he's got like two nets. It's like a whole rink set up. He just goes crazy down there. Well, and then again, he's my he's my stepdad's grandson. Yeah. So. So it's yeah, just, it's just in the family. Shout out, shout out, Andy for really pet, uh, holding it down, <laughs> passing down hockey. You know, yeah. but so like, but like kids, kids today, like I, like I don't want to be sitting there in the basement getting thrown through like some drywall because I got into a fight with my friend playing knee hockey when I can just play chell in my own basement against my buddy and See, talk that is true. the entire time. That is true. I remember just getting real sweaty in basements and like, like, Nick's a big basement sweater. (laughs) Even now in the band. Yeah. 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 It went from, it went from knee hockey to basement shows. So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have, we we have very few basements in Florida. So we, we just had to sit out in the hundred degrees sun and melt. (laughs) Like that's all we had to do. Just melting. Yeah. (laughs) Florida man, Jesus. basement yard. 
100%, man. Yeah, Florida man melts in your yeah. not even baked. <laughs> the, the environment is like an air fryer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, whole, it's like a big old convection oven, but you throw like a damp towel in there, and that's, that's Florida. You a golf guy at all? No. <laughs> I'm a hockey guy. I would actually I'm a like to guy. see that. Yeah, I know that. I'm a, I'm yeah, a hockey guy because it's 65 degrees inside the arena at all times. It's the only time we can get away from the heat. Uh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, dude. It makes total sense. Yeah, but people down in Florida don't really give a shit about hockey, though. They don't give a shit about the Panthers, and they kind of give a shit about the Lightning whenever they're winning. <laughs> I mean, if, they, if you're NBA. winning, everybody's on board. Why not? Have fun with it. Yeah, Not in Florida, dude. The Panthers were winning, and no one gave a shit. Oh damn! They still had low attendance. That's nuts. That's nuts, dude. I I could have gone. I could have gone. Like when when Tampa and Florida were in the playoffs last year, I could have gone to Sunrise, uh, stayed the night, and then drove back the next day after getting a hotel room, and I still would have saved money on tickets in a hotel, going to Sunrise, then driving to Tampa and watching a Tampa game. Wow! Just damn. because the tickets were available and they were dirt cheap. For a yeah. playoff hockey game. I, I don't want to talk like shit on the team that I root for. However, I'm going to. <laughs> we're going to talk I'm going, I'm going to Islanders. really quick. So after college, I moved up to Albany, New York, and I was working in a restaurant. And every so often, there'd be like a huge group of Montreal Canadian fans that would just like pop into the restaurant. And I got to talking with them. And long story short is it was cheaper to go to the Nassau Coliseum, spend a weekend, get hotels and all of that. than it was to just stay in Montreal and watch a game in Montreal. So they would literally make the trip from Canada, go down the New York state Thruway, get hotels on Long Island, spend the weekend and then drive back. And it was still cheaper. Dude, that's insane. Let's yeah, let's go to a different country for the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even that's to a different wild. country, but you're driving through like three other hockey markets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get to yep. Long Island. Wow. <laughs> yep. But that Inter- that was also yeah, kind of like interesting the darker history. years. The darker the years darker of the years. Islanders. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, like eight bucks. Right. I was I feel like that's when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Take your allowance money to go catch an Islander game. <laughs> it is, it is, it is funny though because like I, I did have the thought where it's like, you know, you don't question it when you're brought up of being a fan of a team for, through your family. But I'm like, I definitely live on Long Island, so uh, Islanders would make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think the difference is like the Rangers being an original 16 like you, you have generations of ranger fans where the islanders right. came into existence in the 70s so like at that point people that became islander fans just didn't know what hockey was and they're like oh i'll go check this out and like then they became islander fans where ranger fans were already established like there there's no doubt about it like my whole family are ranger fans but i have more of a personal story like my neighbor across the street when I was growing up was the legit PA announcer for the New York Islanders. So like, he had a son that was the same exact age as me. We went to elementary school together and everything. 
and we would be getting off the bus and his dad would be waiting at the bus stop like hey boys do your homework quickly we're going to the game tonight and it's like all right so like that was like my whole childhood and and that's all yeah that's awesome and it was like peak peak nhl in my opinion is like the 90s when you had gretzky lemieux like real names and then you had the mighty ducks movies like hockey was at its peak at that point and unfortunately it's just not like that like there's not really superstars that are recognizable what's the movie about um it's the the usa hockey team oh miracle miracle yeah that's a great great movie yeah yeah i actually got to meet one of the players that was on the miracle team his name is ken morrow he actually ended up graduating college and playing for team usa winning the gold medal and then got picked up by the new york islanders and then won four straight stanley cups so can you imagine that dude so he wins the gold medal and then four straight stanley cups like how do you top that five-year window yeah yeah right everything after that is like I mean, dude, well, that's like, great. You get to just chill for the rest of your life. Like, I got to accomplish everything. I'm good. Wait, wait, wait. Like, like, you say, like, he won a gold medal, like, if it wasn't, like, a big thing. He won the gold medal. That was, like, yeah, the, gold medal. the yeah. fall of, like, Russia. Oh. Like, the USSR was, like, in decline after that game because they got their shit whooped by, you know, a bunch of American kids who just, you know, pounded back a bunch of Molson one day. <laughs> Right. That's how you do it. Yeah. Like that was like that was like some Cold War shit going on. Like that was that was was the guerrilla warfare of hockey. And then he went from there to the Islanders dynasty. Yep. Like that's insane. It was kind of crazy because so I'll I'll give a little more backstory. His son was working for the Charlotte Checkers and they were having like this miracle on ice night. So they flew Ken Morrow in for it since his son was already like working for the checkers and the checkers knew that I ran like this group of Islander fans. So they were like, Hey, I know that the Islanders AHL team's not playing, but you know, if you get a group together, we'll let you meet Ken Morrow. So we go down to the basement of the arena before the game and he has all four Stanley cup rings out and the gold medal. And he's (laughs) letting people, put the rings on and take pictures. He's letting people put the gold medal on. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to museum. Like, live up to anything like that. Like if your dad is that successful, you're just like, what, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like a hard, like if you're playing growing up, like there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but unfortunately, like the guy could barely walk and he's maybe in his mid sixties. And those dudes did not make money. Like they didn't make a lot of money. So yeah, he has all these awards and recognition and, you know, he'll go down in history, but you know, he was still working as a pro scout because not necessarily he wanted to, but probably he needed the income mm-hmm. like that. I'm, that's kind of sad. Even to this day, hockey players don't make as much as any other no, sport. I mean, no. and the, and what you put your body through, like, it's, yeah, more, it's more physically demanding than any other professional sport in America. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Full mm-hmm. contact, nonstop. Like, you get your throat slit. Yo. Oh, yeah. my God. Unfortunately, Holy shit. Yep. Bro. 
Yeah, it's I happened more that. than once. I saw that with no warning. That the latest one, horrible. Yeah, I I didn't watch it. I, I didn't know. It's uh, one of those things where it's like, yo, sensitive content, and you're like, I mean, I, you're not telling me even what it is. It's like I just watched someone die. That's not really what I wanted to. You wasn't know. on the <laughs> wasn't on the uh, the doc. <laughs> yeah, wasn't on my agenda. Well, in in happier news, Mikey also did he meet Brock Macchio once too in an Islander game or so. When I was up in college, in uh, I went to SUNY Cortland, which is right outside of Syracuse, and they had the the Syracuse Crunch, and they had a Ralph Macchio night, and I was like, "We're going the fucking Ralph Macchio <laughs> night!" Like, he's like the most famous Islander fan ever. Every Islander fan like idolizes Ralph Macchio. Most other people okay. don't give a shit, but like Islander fans, that's a big deal. <laughs> so he did this uh, like celebrity photo shoot when he was probably 16 or 17, like right after the karate kid movies, but it's a celebrity captain photo shoot. And like, I'm pretty sure every team or most teams did one of these. And I was able to find that picture and print it out. <laughs> and he was like, where the fuck did you find this? And he was like, <laughs> he signed it, but he was just like totally blown away that I found this random picture of him and had him sign it. And he was super nice. Yeah, so Karate Kid. That's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. That's insane. Yeah. He probably was like not expecting that. <laughs> no, now they're yeah. trying to push like Carson Daly, but he's, he's like, yeah, they're they're trying to say like Carson Daly's like the Islander fan, but it's Carson Daly hasn't been relevant in like twenty years. Ralph Macho is at least on Cobra Kai, which is an Emmy award winning show. That show was good. I didn't watch. It's, I think they came, I, whatever the original couple seasons where I watched those, and then the, when the new one came out, I like fell off. Watch it, dude! It's really good. Watch, like, I gotta get back into it. Can we just comment at like at least on my screen? Austin's frozen, and yeah, he's, like, he's smiling. He's, uh, yeah. he's so happy about Ralph Macchio. Right That's now. He's so pumped. It, it looks like one of you guys just got like a cardboard cut out of him and put it in like a warehouse with a camera. <laughs> and just signed him in the stream yard, and he's just kind of there. Yeah, I just walked exactly right away. what we did. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right, well, I mean, at least he's keeping the great. vibe up. Yeah. Everyone's going to tune in, be like, oh, this is a great interview. Look how happy this dude is. happy he's a guitar player <laughs> on Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got some kind of connection issue. Oh, oh we lost Happy Austin. Uh, am I freezing? There you up? are. You're oh, good now. I'm still here. Now right. you're good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to definitely talk some more waiver, but before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This new uh, this week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred bucks instantly in bonus bets. So Islanders just picked up Patrick Waz, the coach. Great time to throw down some money on the DraftKings and bet on the Islanders. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccbg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after assurance. See DraftKings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All right. So, boys, I, I'll, I'll just be completely transparent. You know, you guys came on my radar when um, our buddies in Frontside and Sleeve were doing a run, and they hit me up, and they were like, hey, like, who are the bands crushing it on Long Island? And I was like, all right, let me let me really put together some some pieces for you. So I like was hitting up friends that were back home and putting my trying to get my ground to the ear uh my ear to the ground and you guys came up and I was like, "All right, this band is sick. Let's let's see if they want to do it." And uh I, I believe the other one was w- without really trying and I guess tell us how that show went and uh I believe it was at Shakers, right? Yeah. So we had that show was part of a weekender. Um, yo, where Dan? That was the uh, the weekender. Uh, I think that was the weekender we did where we played Glassboro. Um, yeah, and Oni. Oh, that was a great weekend. Yeah, oh, that was so, a great weekend. Yeah, we, so <laughs> we we did a weekender. I think we started off in Oneonta. Um, I think that's the show we did with um, Riley. Right? No, that was we played Treehouse. Oh, yes. oh yeah, it was, we played it was Treehouse. We played Treehouse. And... Then we played um, Audio Space in New Jersey, which is a house venue. Yeah, um, two house, two house shows. We did two house shows. So, and then uh, we we kept it off with uh, the show um, at Shakers with uh, Sleeve and Frontside, which um, both ripped by the way. So shout out to them. Um, super was... nice dudes. Super great band. And um, yeah, that was yeah, it, that was. It, it, Oh, Nick, you were, no, uh, <laughs> no, you're good. That was a, a super fun show. It was it was awesome meeting all those guys and uh, yeah, that we we that was the second time we played Shakers. So we haven't played that, Shakers since then. That mm-hmm. show was the birth of the General. No, that, no, that was a different. No, different oh. Shakers show. Yeah. Okay, what's the General now? I got to know. Right, so Nick Nick is, <laughs> Nick is the General because. It was, I guess, another time that we uh, that we played Shakers. This was, but this we, was, we were. This was a name. This was a name I was given. Oh, I was. Yeah, <laughs> the title you were bestowed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was just like we were, we were tuning up and like we were just getting ready to play, and uh, we usually start our set with like a big ring out on a chord, just get everybody's attention, kind of bring them in. And I hear Nikki over the bike, and he's like. All right, everybody, get up here. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. If you're at the bar, get over here. What are we here for? And, like, just call it out the whole place. And I'm like, oh, all right. General. That's kind of what we're doing here. (laughs) Worked a little bit. It worked. It stuck out in my head. (laughs) Yeah, because... Oh, you go, Mikey. Well, when Frontside and Sleeve sent me, like, the routing... I believe night before Long Island was Toronto 
I'm like, how the fuck do you guys think Yo, you're getting from yes, Toronto that. to they Long that's Island? That's right. Oh, yeah. They, they looked really tired when they got they, out of that they, van in the back. I remember I, that. I remember them, like, writing in the chat that morning. They were like, we're coming from Toronto. We have our angriest driver in the driver's seat right now. And we were like, <laughs> the way to do it. Just hauling <laughs> ass down. Yeah. But they I got they, there. I was yeah, like, they, I was like yeah. yeah, all right. I think I remember they got to the show at like six, like a little bit before doors. It worked out. Yeah. Walt had to have been driving. There's no way they would have got there without Walt driving. <laughs> Probably. Um, so two things. Uh, Dave said hi. He's in my chat. He said uh, yeah. he wishes he could be on, but he, he's over in, in Canada right now or to Japan right now. No, he's Japan. in Japan. Japan, Japan, Japan yeah. yeah. Is he with Koya? He's going to go see Koya. <laughs> Yeah, but it, that's it's not, funny. Yeah, it's not for that. He it's um, school related. Sick. Um, but but sick my, timing, sick timing. I know, right? Yeah. My yeah. my second my second question, which is it's funny because I was actually I was when I was listening to you guys, um, you know, since Mikey said that you guys were on the show, I I listened to like your I do a deep dive into like all your music, um, and funny enough, because you guys said that Nick is obsessed with basements. Are one of the bands that influenced you, Basement? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Definitely. You know, like I came from a very much like a hard rock '80s metal kind of background, and yeah, when I started playing music with Nick, he was showing me all the bands that he likes, and the first band that really like stuck out to me in terms of like how should I try to approach guitar for like what we're gonna do like chord wise and vibe wise like basement just stood out to me heavily yeah, yeah. that's actually true that was like joe's first like pop punk emo like <laughs> little uh introduction for through basement yep. yeah. uh yeah disconnect was the song that fucking hit hard for me i just remember mm-hmm. playing that on repeat at work and be like yo these, these they're great yeah like when i was listening to to um just I would literally just went and I just started shuffling and I was like, these guys have to fucking love basement. Like there's no there's like very few like bands that like that can kind of like when you listen to, to them and you listen to a band that's like heavily influenced by them that kind of like pierces through and this is coming from someone who listened to I wish I could stay here for two years. Oh, like that non-stop. was my that was my introduction <laughs> to basement. Yeah. So um so, like, going into that, like, what are some of the other influences that you guys have? Like, if, if like, someone was to be like, hey, like, what are your, what's your Mount Rushmore of influences of yeah, you guys? Do that. You it, was in my, it was in my head already. So, for me, and I guess it'll, <laughs> be, it'll vary, like, person to person a little bit. But for me, it would definitely be, and this is all what got me and exposed me to this genre of music. And then it kind of was just, like, my favorite bands. That is also what you want to kind of, you're inspired by. So, the story so far, title fight, basement, citizen, and knuckle puck were like that was like twenty fourteen, found all these bands and uh yeah, so it was like that pop punk era slash melodic uh post hardcore little little vibe. Yeah, so twenty fourteen that had to have been like what, hyperview for title fight? Yeah, and it was right before the story so far is self-titled, so what you don't mm-hmm. see was out. But with Title Fight, what is so funny, that is even though I found them 
at that time, for whatever reason, I discovered them in order of like their releases. So like the last. Oh movie, really? The la- yeah, like Symmetry was the first title fight song I heard. I saw the music video on the fucking uh, on like the half pipe at that skate for the skate part. Yeah, bro. I was like, what? And then like same thing with the stories of far. It was really seeing these bands and like the, whether it was from a music video or a live set where it's like I've never seen crowds like that singing every word. Like, the finger-pointing, the stage-diving, like, all that shit. So, definitely, that was my Mount uh, Rushmore. What about you, Dan? Um, I would honestly have to say, like, almost I- exactly the same. Like, yeah, it, it really, like, you know, uh, Story So Far, Title Fight, Basement, um, like, Citizen, um, mm-hmm. like, Young States was, like, huge for me, um, like growing up um and then like that's an ep that does not get enough love does not yeah. get enough love and then like i was really big into like um like early turnover like before they were like a little more like shoegazy like, yeah late more, nights like, like pop punk like like sasha was like a, a the huge song, song that, great like, song. it was the song yeah and then like magnolia was like an, an amazing album yeah magnolia yeah. is awesome yeah. So we we used to have we used to have this venue down in South Florida that was kind of like iconic for for everybody who kind of grew up down there called the Talent Farm, and you can go on like YouTube and pull up like Talent Farm, um, like videos because they would there was like one of the first venues that would like live stream shows and they would record shows and they put them up mm. on YouTube and this was like 2006 to like 2015 that they were doing this and. Um, I saw, and it was maybe like a 150 cap, and they could probably pack 200 kids in there if they really tried. But um, I saw every single band that you guys have just named, I saw at a show there. Um, one, of the, one of the coolest shows was a, was a sold-out title fight show, and it was just every, like, 100 kids just stage diving, like, at all times. That's but, my um, dream. My, my favorite, <laughs> probably... There's two shows that that stand out to me the most. One of them was a Touche Amour show where it was just 15 kids in the audience and Touche Amour, and we were losing our fucking minds. And then the other show was Turnover, and it was during the late nights era of Turnover. So uh, the Thailand Farm had like a maybe like a four foot or a five foot stage, and then everybody would play. Turnover played a floor set. So they were in the middle of this entire crowd of people, and everybody was just crowd surfing around the drum kit as much as oh, possible. Oh, wow. Yeah. But wow. it was such a cool thing to see. And, like, I I still like Turnover. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, Peripheral Vision, but mm. I love what they've done, and I love the music that they've produced. But yeah. And, like, like, Magnolia and, like, so good. that EP, and then so the good. split they did with Citizen were just... Yeah, some of the best, some of the That's best awesome. I've ever heard. I think like the closest I've I've kind of seen to like a show like that was like I got to see Transit at AMH and like that yeah. was like re- really cool because it was just like a like a band that was like popping off like so big at the time played to like maybe like a hundred fifty people and like it was just insane. Like you said, it was like same thing. Everybody's like, people going just shit. going nuts. Like that you were just getting pushed every which way. People stage diving all over the place and like. Like Joe was just like hanging from like the lights on the ceiling, and it was just so sick. It was awesome. 
So like it was just like a, an that's insane sick. experience. That's like, actually now that I think about it, I've seen the story so far, basement, uh, and citizen all at Revolution. That's it. And then yeah, and then title fight I got to see in 2017 at the Knockdown Center. So the fact that I that was like their last fight, tour too, dude. Yeah, like the fact that I can say I saw a title fight is like huge for me. Yeah. All right, and then Austin, what about you? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with those boys. Like transit, yeah. For years, I want to add, but I definitely want to shout out Such Gold. Um, yep. from mm. up they were big yeah. for me and a band from Long Island called Iron. But ever since going to shows from when I was really young, I feel like that was the the band I wanted to be like, and I've been taking that with me ever since. So, hell yeah, uh, Tom's not here right now, but uh, our other co-host used to be on in a Long Island band and. and I remember seeing such gold in Tom's band at Mr. Beery's. <laughs> Beery's. Amazing. Yo, yes. so yeah. We love Beery's. Yo, I <laughs> forgot what it was, but I think in 2015, I my old band was almost had a show with such gold. We had a flyer and everything, and then someone from such something happened where like the show just fell through. Damn. But, that sounds uh, about I, right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember being like, "Yo, like, like such gold." Yes, that was crazy. I, that, I remember. That, I, I completely forgot about that. There is there is one tour that I was supposed to go catch such gold at, and I, I was like super excited to see such gold because they had, they rarely ever toured in like Florida, but um, it was the Wonder Years, Living with Lions, Fireworks, um, and such gold. But such gold couldn't play because the week before they were supposed to come down on that tour, uh, Ben the singer got stabbed. So <laughs> I was wow. like, "Well, I'm not going to see wow. such gold yeah. ever again." That's and then the, pr- the only time I saw them was my old band opened for them, and that was when I saw them, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is cool as shit." Yeah, that's a, that's probably cooler, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I really I wanted to see Such them. Such Gold was like the story so far before the story so far. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then, and Joey, you she, already mentioned you're kind of uh, into like the 80s glam rock. So, what, like Twisted Sister? No, not Twisted Sister. <laughs> I mean, growing up, it was like, I mean, I just loved like Kiss, Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue. Um, but as far as like playing in waiver, um, the main influence and guitar styles are like, I take heavily from Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my favorite band of all time is him. And so like my guitar playing is very much, um, I I steal a lot of shit from him and just throw it in and nobody ever knows, but that's, (laughs) that's definitely in there. And then, um, just from hanging out with um my brother and the guys in the band like i've been exposed to um a bunch of stuff like you know basement story so far but like most recently i've been actually listening to a lot of no pressure nice oh yeah yeah then the, the, it's just so funny because you know you, you guys at, at least nick you said you were born in 2000 right yeah is everyone else pretty much around the same age 97 yeah, we're pretty close i'm 90 yeah, i'm 98 Yes, it's so weird to hear like a Long Island band 
not really mentioning any other Long Island bands other than Austin with Iron Sheik, but like it just kind of shows that Long Island kind of fell off when you guys were really develop like developing your ear for alternative music in like the twenty fourteen Long Island band shirt right now. (laughs) Yeah, but they were they were too young for movie life and Vinny and shit. Like yeah. I'm saying like Long Island fell off for a while, but you know, I honestly like that wave of pop punk, like Avalanche and Bayside and all of them were probably the last group of Long Island bands to make it like national, right? Like to get mainstream attention, but we're starting to see it again with like bands like stand still and Koyo. And it's like, refreshing to hear people talking about long island bands again outside of long island yeah and it's cool because like i feel like um you know like being from long island like i learned about all these long island bands through being in waiver and through going to local shows that are happening now like i'm not gonna front and be like oh yeah my influences are all these like melodic hardcore bands or pop punk bands emo bands from long island it's like all the bands before influenced us and then it was sick to like see like oh like i learned so much history of melodic hardcore that an emo from long island that now like i'm diving into all of that with like more of an appreciation you know yeah like quite honestly i had no idea like what was going on here until we started playing shows over the last couple years like my experience with going to concerts was like all right we're going to the big arena or the theater for the national act and and i had no clue that there were so many in um so many just great uh just great people like killing it and just bringing you know just music to places that i didn't even know existed yeah facts and like for me personally like growing up in beth page like let alone anything about Long Island shows and stuff. Like no one was even into rock music, like very like, uh, sporty, like sporty school. I'm the, I was the only kid in a band. No one knew with a story so far, or like, or a title fight or, uh, any of the bands I named, uh, previously. So there wasn't like, I didn't even really know, like, yo, there are all these shows you can go to like all the time. And now after COVID, um, I played in a band before that very, very much even maybe a little more title fight. Everybody else is frozen. As far as side. Uh, I'm, everyone's moving to me. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Austin's the only one that's frozen again. Yeah. That's his profile. Uh, yeah. now. Lagged out to me real quick. And then. <laughs> okay. Lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all the shows you could go to. Oh, oh yeah. So now, now it's like just this awesome thing of like, we've made a lot of friends just from playing shows and like, we just want to f- have fun and play. And like, we found out like, yo, there's this fucking awesome scene. And like, we've been, I go to multiple local shows like every month or at least one every month. Like I find myself, which uh, it's, it's more of like, it's funny. It's like just genuinely like, that's what, we want to do we want to go hang out go to shows mosh jump on people do all that shit and uh it's it's been cool like this last vfw show for waiver to like kind of see that uh community because like you know we go out support we have a lot of fun for all our friends and now it's like it's coming back and it's it's really cool long island is fucking 
Sick. Yeah, and and you you mentioned like Revolution, which was you know kind of even even after my time, but there was the downtown, which 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 was in Farmingdale, mm-hmm. that literally every other night a national band was coming through there, and then mm-hmm. you also had Long Island bands that were at their peak, like Take It Back Sunday, Bayside, The Sleeping, like all of these bands were also then being like the local support openers for these sick national tours that would come through. Mm-hmm. And it was just an unbelievable time. So like to see that kind of decline, but now seeing VFW coming back and seeing, you know, uh, the Massapequa VFW hearing about house shows and shit. And I'm like, all right, something cool is happening. And like, you yeah. need a band to kind of break out first and we're seeing that with like Koyo, right? Like Koyo is is doing it right now, and they're bringing their homies with them. And you're gonna be like, all right, Standstill's the next one up, and then who's after them? And it's just gonna keep snowballing. And like, no joke, my album of the year last year was Inner Love Roscoe. Like, Inner Love's crushing it. So Dude, like, they're awesome. So good. Yeah. So like, it, it's it's a cool time to to you know have a. Uh, the Long Island scene kind of blowing up and you guys being right there. Yeah, hundred percent. We're going to just keep rocking and enjoying the scene. That's, that's what it's there for, you know? Hell yeah. So I guess it's a perfect time to, to kind of plug away some of the upcoming shows that you got. I know Joey's got so, an extensive list. Let me pull the list up. <laughs> Hold on. Before, before Brent. Joe goes, Joe, um, give some <laughs> dates and give some dates and like general, locations like cities rather than because some stuff isn't completely set in stone yet okay yeah so um february 10th we're gonna be in uh brooklyn at the kingsland that's that's definitely a confirmed venue um looks like february 16th we're gonna be up in binghamton upstate uh february 17th we're going back to glassboro new jersey then um, March 15th, we're going to be at the Cave in Medford on Long Island. Um, in April, we have uh, a show on the island that uh, we're, we're working on right now. I'm not going to announce anything, but um, that'll be cool. Then we're going to Connecticut to play with uh, our friends in Scooped Up. And then... The 420 uh, House Show. Yeah, 420 House Show. Here you go. And then... Um, we have uh, a weekender in the works in May that's going to include uh, Brooklyn, Manchester, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. Nice. And then um, uh, basically, yeah, that's like uh, winter and spring filled up, and we're working on summer now. So Nice. And, and um, you know, Dan, you mentioned you're a teacher, so are we trying to build like just a bunch of weekenders or and then summer like a more of an extensive summer tour? Listen, it's uh it's wherever it, it, it takes me, you know. It's uh we're gonna like work around the weekends, but like if we get like offers where like I have to like make it work, I'm gonna make it work. It's just like Yeah, we better than me because I hate making sub plans, man. That's like the yeah. bane of my existence. I go, I have the stomach virus. I'm good. I'm going in. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. We're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making sub plans. Yeah. 
Yeah, we use. I just feel bad for on, subs on in weekends. general because I was the worst to substitute teachers. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> this is not a real uh, person right here. Like, we're doing. Oh yeah, it's only for, it's only for one day. We could do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll tell this story really quick, just because it's 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 probably one of my favorites from high school. So I went to like a Catholic high school. Um, like what, like my graduating class was like 150 people. Um, and we, we had substitute teachers, but one of the substitute teachers was like this super nice, like nun who was from like, like Botswana. I'm pretty sure it was like Botswana. So like Eastern African country. And, and, and she had like, she was like probably like five foot two. She had like, like Coke bottle glasses, the whole nun outfit. And she was she was subbing for my anatomy class. She had no business subbing for anatomy. She had zero background or credential in anatomy. And I walk in the class, and she just goes, "Oh, uh, what's your name? Are you here for like third period?" And I just go, "This isn't the lunchroom." And I walk right out and just go to the lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not staying for this class right now. That's hilarious. That's, That's crazy. And then. Um, um, I didn't want to cut you off with, you know, what you guys got planned, but I know you've been hyping up this uh, show that Newsday's coming out for, and people that aren't from Long Island might have no idea. They could probably figure out from the name that it's a publication on the, on the island, but it's kind of like a big deal, right? Like, it's funny. I, I've done all of this, like, amazing stuff with the New York Islanders and Isles meetups and everything like that. And my mom, like the way I can gauge that news day is a kind of a big deal is like my mom has no idea about anything we've ever done. And like our logos are legit hanging up in UBS arena and all this shit, like way cooler than a news day article. But that is the thing that matters most to her is that news they wrote an article about that's 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 her bragging point (laughs) that's her bragging point like oh michael i saw vinnie stallone's grandpa in church he told me you win newsday and i'm like no that's that's the real shit shit right there that's the real (laughs) shit (laughs) yeah so with that this is actually a, a pretty good update so that vfw show was supposed to be the show that they came to shoot pictures so what happened was we got a text at like seven, like an hour before we went on that they messed up the date. And uh, so a reschedule is happening. And we also got the inter- we got interviewed uh, by the journalists from Newsday when uh, our old members were still in the band. So I think it kind of worked out. It's a little unfortunate because the Massapequa uh, VFW show was awesome. And it would have been a, we got we got great picks from it, but uh, would have been a good one for them to come out to. But we're going to reschedule an interview and uh, that show, um, you know, maybe in uh, maybe in April that might happen. But uh, it's it's all in the works. But it's definitely happening, hundred percent. Nice, yeah, nice. Because I, I see Golden Hour has kind of branched out, and they're uh, even doing shows at like a long Long Beach spot now and also yeah yeah, yeah, they yeah they're using the long beach brewery now which i i, I haven't been to yet but i, I have heard it's uh, a really nice place to play i heard it's a really uh, i think austin you played there right i played there once it's a great spot everyone there is yeah. nice but it's cool that they're kind of branching out to other spots and stuff is yeah. like recently it had just been amh and Maspequa, so it's cool that there's other spots happening yeah. Yeah. You should just send Newsday to the cave. 
that's, that's what where you, we, that's we the would show. love to. It's Yo, I mean, yeah. to we, them, like, we said, like, you know, like, definitely, I mean, it's Newsday, so, like, you got to shoot a Long Island show. Like, like doing it at the Kingsland, to me, doesn't make sense. And I said, like, I don't know if they're down for a house show, but, like, March 15th or uh, possibly something in April. And uh, we're just, it's, it's at a we'll, we'll work it out and figure it out state right now. Yeah, we're just uh, you know whenever they say that they're coming, that's that's when they're. Yeah, gonna... I mean we're playing, yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> just wait for that Newsday popularity. You're just gonna have a bunch of fifty year olds going to all your shows now. Yeah, hey, man, bring uh, it. Yeah, so, yeah. All, all everyone is welcome to the waiver show. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, and then any uh, new tunes in the work that we can expect? Yes. I know you dropped an yeah. EP, so last year but some new maybe a full length or anything so uh no no full length but we have a uh we have a live record we went into a studio and recorded like everything together to give a full live feel like at our shows um to the record like to kind of for people to listen like oh this is the energy of like a show so we have two songs from the first ep on that two songs from the last ep and then a new track. And then since uh, Dave and Stin uh, came in, we've written two full songs that we actually played at the VFW. So we have three new songs, and then we're working on, like, I'm going to say, like, probably three more. Hopefully, get, yeah. like, six new songs out. That can be, like, six new songs in a set, throw in one or two older ones and, like, put that out. And, like, that's kind of, like, next wave of uh, next waiver. <laughs> wave of waver yeah. love it all right cool and before we let you go i i've started to try to highlight kind of bands in local scenes Who, who's a band on long island that you know obviously not a, a koyo or a band that's already kind of blown up but someone that we should check out that's crushing it on long island there's there's a lot we got. Lot of, oh yeah, we got, yeah. We, we got a lot of. We we've had a lot, lot of this homies. podcast. Yeah, we've had <laughs> we a lot keep... of homies crushing it. Um, uh, I, I was gonna say I, I could give you like a, a few or just one. I mean, I can start you off with like uh, like Moose Creek is uh, like I'm sure you've heard of them. They, they've been literally like killing. Yeah, it we've had them on stop. Um, oh, sick. Jam Poetry and Beat Shop are two other ones that are just like killing it. Um, I also. Big fan of Prairie Fire. I know Stin also plays yeah, in Prairie Stin. Fire, but before yeah. he was in Waver, uh, we share a space with Prairie Fire. Definitely, uh, their music is awesome. So keep a lookout for them. A hundred percent. I'm gonna shout okay. out Good Mind. I think they're one of my favorite bands, Long Island right now. They're killing it. Dope. And you shouted out Inner Love too. They're our homies too, and they're also. But there's yeah, facts. We could go on forever. There's Figure Eight. There's just Hum. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a ton of our homies doing good shit now. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, I really just ask out of selfish reasons to just <laughs> who, <laughs> who, who are we getting on? Who are we getting on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are we getting on the podcast next? <laughs> All of those are valid. So yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we've had too many Long Island or Long Island esque bands on the past three months <laughs> or the past five years. I know, right? <laughs> a lot of music, hey, a lot of hockey here. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, it's true. What we do. It's very true. 
Well, boys, this was a ton of fun. I appreciate you hanging and uh, excited to hear about your your busy spring and busy, hopefully summer. So uh, we'll we'll keep in touch and keep our definitely you know our DMs open always, and love to hear just another Long Island band doing doing the thing and keeping us proud. So uh, hell yeah, dude! Thank like you so said, much for having yeah, us. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, you. no problem, guys. We've, uh, I know we've been talking, we've been connected for a little bit, so I'm happy we, uh, we got this going. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Amen. Well, we'll let you guys go. Have a great night and we'll All keep right. in touch. Good night, man. Later. Good night. Later. 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 Later.